Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio, and I am very excited about our guest today. Jerry Campbell is, uh, I'll tell you about him in a moment, but I'm just going to say we're going in the trenches with the real deal. This is the guy that makes it happen for a major company that we all know about worldwide. So before we get into that, a few announcements. If you've heard the show, you've heard it before. You can send any questions, comments, or if you've got a great story even, just hit me on the social channels like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm pretty much everywhere. If it's a question, use the hashtag AskShep and I'll either answer it right there in the channel that we're in or maybe on this show or on my TV show, which is titled Be Amazing or Go Home. And that can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV, and now we've moved the entire first season onto YouTube and just go to beamazing.tv and you can tune into those episodes. We've actually put a couple or three episodes on from season two as well. So with that in mind, let's get into our interview. Let's talk about Jerry Campbell, who is the head of customer experience and social engagement at a brand that all of us know about, that's 7-Eleven. In his role uh, he leads a team that delivers truly world-class service and customer experience through what's considered an omni-channel approach. And for those that don't understand omni-channel, don't stop listening. We'll tell you about that in just a moment. So he transformed 7-Eleven customer experience to include social media. Um, he's got a great care team to meet and excel in delighting the customers. This is what it's all about. This is why we call this Amazing Business Radio, because we're going to talk about what it takes to be amazing. And that's why Jerry Campbell is in the house. Welcome, sir. Hey, thank you, Chef. Thank you for that great introduction. I'm so happy to be here and join you on this amazing journey we're going to go about to go on. All right. Well, it's going to be fun. So the concept of omni-channel, um, a lot of people listening, you have a very general audience. I would expect a lot of people know what omni-channel is, but uh, because we used it in the description, before I get into you personally, just explain what it is. For, uh, for me, Omnichannel is being able to meet the customer at any channel, right? So that's coming in from the phone, email, text, uh, social media, via any, any of those channels. They come in and come to us. The only reason of Omnichannel is that the agents can meet them. One agent can be focused on any of those channels as well. So at the first opportunity, that agent can pick up a chat or that agent can go to social media and respond back to that customer. It's not only the one direction in, it's also the omni-channel direction out. And that's truly omni-channel. Right. So it's also, my, my feeling is the difference between multi-channel, which is making lots of channels available for customers to come into, but omni-channel is when they all work together. So if, if they're on a website and do an email and then later on it becomes a chat, maybe it becomes a phone call, it's a seamless conversation. It just happens to be different ways people are connecting. That's exactly right, you know, uh, and there's no, trans, no transgressions or transfer to another agent. It's seamless. The customer doesn't know if they're talking to a bot or if they're talking to an agent. And if they don't know, if they're in chat, 
it may be a bot talking to them again, or if they're an email, it may be a bot responding them to them in email. But when mm -hmm. they pick up that, when they pick up the phone and they're actually talking to an agent, there's no difference. The agent is giving them the same. It's following up. It's not repeating answers. You know, saying, "Hey, who are you? Are you Chef Hiking?" Or asking those questions can, can again. Can you give right? me your social security number again? You <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. It's not none of that stuff is reoccurring. It's it's all seamless to your point. And that one agent can handle all of that with the aid of chatbots and other activities that automate the system. But we got to bring that all into one focus mm -hmm. and be able to make it seamless for the customer. Yep. That's great. So Jerry, a little background on yourself. You've been in this whole customer experience thing for quite a while, haven't you? Well, <laughs> I would say um, at least for the last five years. I've been yeah, in for the last five before years. Before 7-Eleven, you were with Citibank. I was with Citibank for mm -hmm. work managing their call centers, global call centers, in charge of fraud and retail services for Citibank. And Citibank, when you think of uh, Citibank, it's just not that traditional Citibank card, but do you have retailers like Home Depot, American Airlines, all those are Citibank cards. So we were managing those activities for those big, huge corporations as well. Wow. Wow. So anyway, like I say, in the trenches with the real deal, you've been doing this for big companies. So let's talk about 7-Eleven. Um, when I think about like what kind of customer service or experience what I need outside of going to my 7-Eleven. I mean, I just go there, they have what, they got my Slurpee, they have whatever it is, they have, you know, what I need and I, and I leave and, and people are friendly. Yeah, so. Is there Shelby, more to it than that? There is more to it. There is a lot more to it. So you're just not dealing with the customers because we're in this digital age, right? We're in this digital age. 7-Eleven has an app. They've been adapting to the digital age and digital transformation as people like to call it. So you have your app something goes wrong with your app while you're in the store, you're not able to use your loyalty points. Now you're calling my call center. Ah, so and, there you go. There's an app and you get your loyalty points. What yeah. else is on that app? So there's, there's um, everything that you can think about, your loyalty points. Now we have what's called 7Now Delivery. Yeah, uh, I want to hear um, about that too. That's yeah, where I was have, at. <laughs> we have uh, a digital wallet that just came out. So you can pay for that. We have mobile checkout. And uh, here in the, we did introduce a cashless pay store uh, late last year. And we were, you know, COVID hit and we it slowed down that expansion. But in the future, you'll be able to walk into a 7-Eleven and walk out, pick up things off the shelf and you can, your, your app will pay for it for you. So the mobile checkout feature allows you to do that today. It's really scan and pay without going to the cashier. So those, there's the issues that go on. And then traditional things happen. Customer service, you go into the store, you're sad, right? You leave and you got to, it's the, the product or the service that you received in that store. So we're, we're also looking at that information and taking customer issues and handling that too. Uh, so, it's just not, I mean, it's a well-rounded uh, mix of things that we're taking in. And so uh, a lot to do with convenience. When it doesn't meet the customer's expectation, then that's when we are coming to address and help that customer out through that journey. Right. Now, before we get into, I want to talk about process and technology, which it's amazing because when I was a kid, you go to the 7-Eleven store, forget about points, 
Forget about an app. Forget about a delivery system. I mean, 7-Eleven didn't deliver back then. Right. And, and, and they, you just went. And they were so convenient because, and that's, by the way, why they called it the convenience store. I want to I talk about convenience and convenience stores for a moment before we get into more technology. Um, I think, you know, I wrote a book called The Convenience Revolution. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in talking about the history of convenience, uh, the first uh, I, I went back as far as I could find, like, where was convenience in business? And it turns out it was in the convenience store industry, which started back in the Byzantine Empire days when Justinian the Great in 500-something AD said, um, we are going to build a store at every major crossing over, you know, it's on the other side of the world from where you are, yes, right? right? And uh, it will be a store that sells, and these were the words that were translated, life's necessities for the convenience of the citizens. <laughs> Hence the <laughs> first convenience store of all yeah. time, right? And and I would imagine that the chariots would would ride up you know, with their horse-drawn <laughs> chariots and people would get out and, and buy whatever. And my understanding is they didn't have Slurpee machines back then, but they did a lot of wine. Uh, yes, no, I just, yes. <laughs> of course, they, of course. I just think did. of whenever I think of like Roman, I think, I think in Byzantine Empire and all that uh, part of the world, I start thinking of, of you know, it, it, there were, it was quite an interesting time. Anyway, I digress. We jumped to the uh, 1900s um, and uh, Southland Ice Corporation, which was selling blocks of ice, right? Yes, yes, and, absolutely. And uh, uh, an employee named Uncle Johnny, mm -hmm. uh, that's what they call them. Start, I don't know, he bought something in a store, he put it on top of the ice. The idea, I believe, is he was going to take it home, but some customer said, can I buy that, not just the ice? Exactly. And that's kind of whole, started the whole thing, like the oh, whole let's thing. sell more than ice. Yes, yes, absolutely. And let's let, sell more than ice. And then, uh, you know, it was open from 7 to 11 yep. uh, back in the day. And that's why we got the name 7-Eleven. But uh, a lot of firsts from that, that, that opening Softling Corporation, right? It's the convenience store, the fountain drink. You think about fountain drinks, 7-Eleven the first to incorporate fountain drinks and coffee on the go. And so many firsts, it's, it's embedded culture. You talk about breezes. 7-Eleven is just part of the American culture. And yeah. now it's part of the global culture. It's a global, how many stores worldwide? Whoa, uh, we've just opened up our 77,000 know, about two weeks ago. 77,000 stores? Yes, global. Worldwide? Worldwide. Wow. Yes, sir. Wow, that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Um, all right, so let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about what uh, a, a convenience store is doing to increase the experience of their customers. I mean, we think of convenience stores exactly as, I mean, I grew up with them. Now, today's kids see convenience stores differently than, than what I did because there is this digital enhancement to it. The idea of an app, the idea of delivery, uh, let's talk about social media too. We've got all of that and a whole lot more coming up right after the break. We're talking with Jerry Campbell, the head of customer experience and social engagement at 7-Eleven. Don't go away.
Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating, and we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more, so the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Jerry Campbell of 7-Eleven. So for our friends out there that are in the call center, support center world, let's talk about support center KPIs, okay, which are basically the measurements. You've got, you know, first call resolution, average handle time. Uh, We want to create an effortless experience as people come in, uh, which means we're going to give them the omni-channel choice of any way they want to come in to visit us and, and but let's talk about that. What's your philosophy there? So my philosophy is uh, first call resolution over average handle time. The, the, if you meet that customer's expectation the first time, then you have resolved a lot of your issues. And um, it's a hard metric. Most uh, call centers are going by average handle time. It's a financial metrics that average channel right. time. The shorter the call, the more calls you can take. Therefore, the less money we spend per customer per call. Right. Yeah. So here's what I found out in my research when I had uh, moved to first call resolution. We had customers calling back up to 10 times. So are we really saving time on a customer in the totality of their call span of 10 calls? Or if we just took our time and really took care of them the first time, right? We resolved that issue and we resolved a lot of subsequential issues that go follow on after that. A, if you're a customer, you call in and you're, you're cut off short, now I'm calling back and I'm mad. And so the agent has to deal with that angry customer. And again, it, keeps es- or, again, it, it just escalates. It just keeps escalating, right? Yep. And then if my issue is not resolved, I'm still going to call you back. So I went to first call resolution. And you know what, Chef? We found out that our overall handle time increased 30 seconds. 30 seconds. But if you look at the totality of 10 phone calls. Even two phone calls. Two phone calls that last three minutes, then we've already cut back that financial uh, obligation of staying on the phone. And we're still handling the same volume and we're able to uh, get to the customers. And we're not getting that repeat customer that's tying up our phone lines or tying up our other channels. We're, we're expediting and making sure we're taking care of it. Essentially, you're saying do it right the first time. Absolutely. Yeah. Just do yeah. it right. That's, and that's take care of business. That's good. So if you had a choice between, and I'm going to tell you, let me do the setup on this. Uh, Jim Bush uh, you may or may not know who Jim Bush is. Do you know who he is? I don't. He was the executive. Uh, he was the executive v, executive VP in charge worldwide of American Express customer service. Ah, oh, got you. Here's the choice: you've got two people applying for the job at your support center. One has five years of support center experience. The other one has never worked in a support center ever 
but worked in a hotel at the front desk for five years? Who do you want? Hmm. I, I think I would take the person that worked at the hotel. Because, and the reason is? Uh, because uh, the phone call, those agents that are in there for five years, they get into bad habits. They create... <laughs> They get into bad habits. They think they, they, they are tied to the old way of thinking, the old call center metrics, you know, uh, handle time, getting them off the phone. They're tied around uh, occupancy and all those other metrics that really don't really, don't really matter, when you, especially when you start talking about first call resolution and being empathetic to the needs of the customer. Mm. That person at the hotel desk, they see this and they've seen it on a daily basis because it's right there in front of them, Yep. right? They see that customer that comes up and says, hey, my room is dirty or the sheets are bad or whatever in the, that hotel space is not working. They, are, they understand how to deal with customers. Yeah, and that's what Jim said. He'd take the hotel person because they have a hospitality. I, I use this term. I don't think he did, but basically it's a hospitality mentality. Yes, take care of the customer, empathize, show concern, connect emotionally if possible, where he says, I can teach this person to flip through the right screens and get to the right information, but it's really hard to get that hospitality mentality. And I know if I could hire that because it's in in them already, that's that's the big chance that I would be taking with anyone else that I don't know if they have that. So it it was just a really interesting thing. All right. Let's talk uh, the big topic of these days is, is you know, uh, racial tensions and mm-hmm. inclusive diversity. Uh, they actually call it DEI, diversity, equality, and inclusion. Yes. And let's talk about how that plays uh, a role in your support center, but really in the overall customer experience. Yeah, so I, I take it from the advantage point of I need to be empathetic to all everybody's needs, right? Mm-hmm. So. Chef, as a man, you call in a call center and you get a man, you guys can empathize and understand each other. But if you were a woman and you got connected to a man, the empathy levels are different. It goes along the same lines as if you were of a different race. Uh, um, If you call in and you're a Spanish speaker, you would like to be able to connect to somebody that's a Spanish speaker Mm-hmm. Or at least have that opportunity. You may not get there right away, but hey, let me transfer you to somebody that's a uh, Hispanic speaker. So language barriers, general uh, gender barriers, any kind of thing that uh, causes you not to be able to connect with that customer, it's a pain point for that customer. And if you're not able to meet that whole uh, spectrum of the wide range, especially for 7-Eleven, we have a wide range of customers. And we need to be able to connect personally and with empathy to those customers. So your call center is really a, it's the front lines for your company. If your call center is not diverse and inclusive, then uh, you can't meet the diverse culture of your customer. And it reflects on the service that you provide to that customer. Yeah, I can. Man. That's a, such an important topic today. Um, all right, let's jump to uh, the final subject before I ask you my one thing question, which I've warned you will be coming. Yes. You know, we're, we're, I don't know if we're coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic or if we're going to slip back into it in the next few months based on what's happening here in the U.S. and other parts of the world. 
Some are doing better, some aren't. But what are the most, uh, let's talk about the customer experience channels. Like what do you see happening in the age of COVID-19? Hey, so the, in this age, and we were moving there slowly, but COVID just pushed us right into the, this uh, channel was self-service. You got to be able to sell. Customers, want, they don't really want to talk to you. Uh, uh, they want to be able to self-service. They want to go online because, you know, big retailers are giving them things online and they're giving it to them quick and fast. So you got to be able to self-service. Either they got to be able to go to your website or in your app and find the answers on their own, or they, could, uh, they don't really need a lot of human interaction. So they're looking to have some kind of, it's, they don't know, a bot is telling them, hey, this is what you need to do. For example, you know, give me, give me an example of how this is being used, like self-service. Yeah. Am I? Uh, no, so you, that's perfect. Perfect. Perfect example is we got our app and hey, I lost my password to my app. Mm. Right. Why should I have that to doesn't happen it? all that often? Does it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot my password. Right. Yeah. So you're like, why do I need to talk to somebody to get my password reset? Why do I need that? Or, hey, I'm missing some points in my app. Why do I really need to talk to somebody if I can self-serve and find out, oh, look, I actually spent those points or those points expired or any other things that could happen to your points. But to log in, those tier, I call them tier one kind of fixes, should yep. be relatively easy and seamless to the customer that they can solve in a moment's notice. Again, I shouldn't have to call the call center and actually talk to somebody and reset my password. I can should simply hit, forgot my password, boom, here you go, reset it, and you're yeah. done. It should be, and by the way, that's such a simplistic example, but I, I get obviously for, it, if you can make everything that easy, regardless, oh, yeah. and I know that's not possible, um, and, but it's not, it's not easy to be easy. Yeah, it's, it's definitely It's easy not. to create simple. No, it's not. Simple is really difficult sometimes. <laughs> that is the, yes, you're just so true. It's so hard to make it simple. But I, I when I talk to my uh, team, I, I'm like, let's break it down to the easiest denominator, the simplest denominator. And a lot of times, like you say, it takes weeks to get down to that simple denominator. Yeah, I can imagine. All right, we're just about out of time. My favorite question to ask is like that one thing. What nugget of information do you want to share with our listeners? Uh, you can either come up with something new or emphasize something that's really, really important that you've already talked about. Yeah, so I, I'm going to pick up to where I kind of just left off, right? We talked about that simpleness of uh, making things simple. And how do you do that? You start with your processes right? Everybody, you're getting thrown technology left and right. Everybody's throwing technology. Oh, we can do this for you. We can simplify this for you. But if you don't have your processes in place, it doesn't matter how much technology you get. It's just going to speed up the train wreck that's coming down the road, All right? So my team, on my team, we always have a, uh, just a quote, and we always say, um, technology, tech without uh, process just creates an automated mess, right? Tech without process is just an automated mess. Yes. 
tweet that out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it is. It's, it's all about the process and the people. Chef, you got to have your processes straight and you got to have your people buy, bought into those processes. And then you can integrate technology to create that customer seamless, effortless experience. All right. Now, normally I would say that's a wrap. Thanks so much, Jerry. <laughs> I just got to go on with one more. We've already done the one thing. We're not going to ask you yeah. another one thing, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a follow-up. We're talking about technology and support center, and you're also talking about people. Let me ask you this. Do you see AI uh, taking away jobs from people in the support center? No, I don't. It's, there's just no way around it. Uh, uh, people try to do that, but uh, companies, a, try to do that. companies try to do that. Yeah, they mm -hmm. try to, to strip away that agent. And a lot of times when I'm introducing technology, the agents have fear that it is going to cost me a job. But again, you buy, get the people to buy into it because a bot is only so good. At yep. some point, that person has to interject. I don't care if you're in a chat channel or if you're in a self-servicing uh, uh, self channel or if you're on the phone, that bot is only gonna get you so far. And then the human has to step in and it has to be integrated with that human. And I can tell you that my uh, call center has been amazing at this. They bought in, they're dealt in on first call resolution, they're dealt in on the processes and I'll tell you, when you empower those people, that even further increases the experience for your customers. Love it. And then when they're concerned about their jobs because of technology, say, remember when they started putting ATMs on the streets and <laughs> in the lobbies of banks? There are still bank tellers. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. And, and video didn't kill the radio star. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Our younger generation listening is going, what does that mean? So, <laughs> look it up. Video. I, I think it was the Boogles, the video killed uh, the radio. That's the first, was, first song on MTV. Very good. The first song on MTV. Fantastic. <laughs> not only is Jerry smart when it comes to social media and customer experience, he knows his trivia. <laughs> there you <laughs> That's great. Well, Jerry, thanks so much for being on the show. This has been awesome. Really appreciate you. Man, thank you so much for the opportunity. And uh, always a great show. And uh, I'll listen in and follow up wherever I can, Chef. You know. Well, well, thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio, this time with Jerry Campbell, the head of customer experience and social engagement at 7-Eleven. Lots of takeaway there. We're going to be back next week with another amazing interview. So please tune in. Can't wait till then. Until then, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.